Hey guys, and I want to welcome you to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I'm Hope Lamberson, and I am giving it to you straight out of God's Word through practical and biblical conversations, interviews that brings grace and truth and freedom to every person that tunes in. Thanks for subscribing and tuning in, and let's get started. What's up, everybody? And it is a Thursday morning here in the good old South, and it is freezing outside. Um, our weather here is just, you know, it's that good old weather where it's one day freezing, the next day it's 80 degrees. But it seems like if all goes well with the weather, approaching the next seven days are going to be very chilly um, here in the deep South. Um, I hope you guys are doing good. You know, this is... Um, a podcast for today's episode. I guess if I had to hashtag it, it would be called hashtag believe. I don't know how many of you um, are doing a prayer and fasting season. Maybe you jump started the first day of the year. Maybe you've jump started it even a few days before the new year. Um, or maybe you're looking to jumpstart some prayer and fasting in the next few days. Um, fasting is one of those things that definitely um, requires us to put our flesh under. <laughs> and literally, you can fast um, from anything. If you're new to Christianity, um, you know, fasting is just simply, I like to define it as disconnecting from the things of the world or even things that your flesh enjoys and taking a season of time off from those things so that you can really dive into your relationship and getting to know God more deeply and having him become more real to you. Um, A lot of times the things that our flesh enjoys and things that we crave, whether it's social media or a certain type of food or spending money or whatever it may be, um, if we allow it to continue to rule our emotions, rule our daily habits, even our thought life and patterns that we live by, what that means is we are simply living more out of our fleshly desires rather than what God desires. And there's nothing wrong with coffee. There's nothing wrong with you know, things that we enjoy. I mean, we should totally do things, go places, um, you know, be around things that we totally love to laugh with, enjoy, thrive with, whatever you want to call it. But we don't need to allow those things to dictate us, to control us, to rule our lives. And so I know that every time that I fast, which is not often, I mean, it's maybe just you know, two or three times a year. It's not a lot of fasting. I could actually do more fasting. Um, But as we're taking these things that we desire, that we're disconnecting from the world, we're using that time to dive deep, like I said, more so into the word of God through worship or reading our Bibles or doing a devotional Bible plan or, you know, whatever it may be where we're just taking time to be more sensitive to God on a daily basis and hear his direction for our lives. We're ruling out all of the distractions um, from our lives. And a lot of times we are not even aware of, you know, the things that we enjoy, the places we like to go, 
whatever it may be, we don't even realize how much it can control us until we fast from it and we remove it from our lives for a season, whether it's a couple days, a couple weeks, a month, whatever that looks like for you. And we allow more time with God. But I wanted to share, you know, just a few things as I have been on this fast. I'm almost um, complete with a 21-day fast. Um, And actually, I've been doing this longer than 21 days. I started some health goals um, of doing this challenge, actually, called 75 Hard. (laughs) And I had never heard this, but it was funny because I heard people on the radio talking about that them and their spouse was also doing this. And so me and my spouse and our oldest son, and even our middle son, he the middle son's kind of on and off with it. But nonetheless, me, my spouse, my oldest son, we have been all in locked in since the day after Christmas. We started some New Year's resolutions, some fasting goals the day after Christmas. And so we've been doing like this 75 hard challenge like literally over a month now. And basically you can kind of do whatever you feel like, but the goal is to definitely stretch you. It's to fast from things too. So like I've personally been fasting from um, sugar and making sure I have low carb intake and I don't even eat carbs every single day. So I may go a couple days with no carbs and all this kind of stuff. And you're also exercising, um, two hours a day and then trying to drink a gallon of water a day. I have not done well on my water. I've done consistent on everything else um, that I have done with my uh, eating as well as with my workouts. I have to got it kind of brag on myself. I am killing that game right now. Um, and it's not been easy. It's been hard on my flesh, y'all. Because <laughs> just when I thought an hour workout of intensity uh, at Orange Theory wasn't enough, I had to amp it up and do an additional hour at the end of my day uh, by working out with my spouse and my oldest son. But nonetheless, it's created a lot of family bonding, which I'm super thankful for um, in this season. And so we've been doing that. But then also, um, I have also been fasting here uh, recently, just a few days, a few weeks in with this actually, is just social media. And I don't know if you guys are like this, but... um, I am constantly on social media for one reason. I have an online um, business that I sell products. And so as I'm doing that for people's health and wellness, like you're constantly on social media, checking your DMs, responding, helping these people get a healthy way of living, all these kind of things, get them signed up. And so since I've been off of social media fast, like I'm not helping anybody. I'm not even posting about it. But I didn't realize too how much, you know, I was allowing social media, we could even say the scroll, if you will, to consume me. And I personally did not delete the app off my phone in doing a social media fast. (laughs) When I see the app, I find myself wanting to click on it. But at the same time, I I am resisting clicking on it, um, even though it's in front of me. But I wanted to make mention of this about before we really talk about hashtag believe and where this has kind of come from real quick, I wanted to talk about too that in a season of fasting and in a season of prayer, 
there is kind of this like thing that takes place where it not only awakens us more to hear God speak and get his direction and clarity on things for our lives, but we kind of find ourselves coming into agreement with God's will and God's plan for our lives. Even it begins to align different things in our life that maybe were out of line, right? There are things that, you know, when we get caught up more in our flesh and we're more, you know, running our mouths with our flesh or not in tune with God the way that we need to be, like we are not 100% in agreement or even in alignment with God. Therefore, it's harder for us to complete our purpose and it's harder for us to complete assignments that God has given us. Maybe you didn't even know you have a purpose. Maybe you didn't even know that God has something specific and an assignment that he wants for your life, but he does. There's something specific that God has put you here on the earth to do, whether you realize it or not. And it's beyond parenting. It's beyond your mind can't even comprehend it. And maybe you don't know, and that's okay if you don't know. But the way that you begin to see what those assignments are and start to figure out God's will for your life is through prayer, it's through devotional, it's through worship, it's through church attendance, it's through having this relationship with the Lord. It's having Him speak to you and you getting quiet enough where prayer is not just used to complain to God and prayer is not just used to express your needs to God. Prayer is used as a time where we sit quietly sometimes before the Lord and say, okay, God, what do you need to rearrange in my life? What do you need to align in my life that has gotten out of line? Um, and we're to approach God, you know, with this awareness that he is God and that he is he does see us and his plans are always better than our own plan. Y'all, Every time I've tried to plan something on my own, it never works out the way I thought it was going to work out. And it may have been a good plan. And I'm naturally like a planner, an organizer, check it off the task list, then let's go with what's next. I'm just like wired that way. But a lot of times our plan is not God's plan. And so the more that we spend time with God and in his word, we begin to see that God's plan is the way that he's always designed us to live our life. And, you know, sometimes those plans are like mind-blowing. Sometimes those plans are like, you want me to do what? You want me to go where? You want me to say what? And he begins to show us more and more of the assignment and more and more of our purpose through prayer and fasting, through us coming to a sense that we believe that he is God. We believe that his word is true. And we believe that whatever he wants to do for our lives, he's got his best interest for our lives. And so anyway, I wanted to share a little bit about um, some things the Lord kind of dropped on my heart. And if you're listening and taking notes, you know, there are people out there that say my word for the year is this and this and this and this and that. Can I just say that I'm not against words, like I'm not against prophecy, I'm not against any of that kind of thing. Um, in fact, I, I love getting a word from the Lord. I love hearing God speak to my heart. But we have to make sure that as we're growing in our relationship with God and through our own personal time of talking to God, that's what prayer is. It's just talking to God like he's your friend. It's just opening up and saying, God, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what's going on. 
you know, even though I know you know what's going on, like, I just need to talk this out with you. Like, he is the best comforter, y'all. He is the best defender. He is the best supporter <laughs> for our lives. And he wants to us, he wants us to know him and talk to him as we would someone that is close to us. And so in the process of this, like towards the end of the year, I didn't have a word for going into 2022. I was like, dang, what is my word? Everybody's saying, this is my word, this is my word, this is my word. I'm like, well, great for you. I don't got a word. Um, But the Lord kept giving me these phrases in December, and they were phrases like all that you need and more. Um, another one was it was it will all be good. Another one was take the limits off, have positive expectations. And another phrase was impossibilities never stop God. And so the more I began to dive deep into my prayer and fasting time and into my um, time of just really worshiping, reading my Bible, those kind of things, praying, um, me and my husband were having a conversation and <laughs> how many of you know if you're married and especially if your spouse is loving God and serving God, um, you know, to the best of their ability, you know, and you're serving God and loving God to the best of your ability, that God can speak through your spouse. And sometimes God is wanting and trying to get our attention, but maybe we don't slow down enough to actually hear what he's saying because maybe it is some correction or maybe it is some <clears throat> excuse me something that he is trying to do and and work and move and we're just caught up with all these distractions and the busyness of life but God can still speak through your spouse and so we were having a conversation one night and in the process of having a conversation I just for whatever reason, I was just down on myself. Like I was just like, all these thoughts were running through my head. And, you know, that's a whole nother thing in itself where you have to take every thought captive. And the enemy is such a liar. And he'll come in and try to distract you, confuse you, belittle you, you know, slay you, whatever you want to say. Like he's just a thief. And that's what he does. He wants to come in and destroy what God's purpose and assignment is for your life. And even um, what you're called to do on the earth, even if you're just trying to take steps and figuring what's the next step. And so anyway, like I usually don't like <laughs> doubt myself. I don't. I usually don't get in a place where I'm like, oh, dang, girl, <laughs> what are you doing with your life? You know, like, can God still use you? or speak to you, or are you hearing from God, and are you worthy enough, and all this kind of stuff, basically it was just trash, and anyway, I had not been, you know, telling my spouse, like, I had been dealing with these thoughts, you know, for a couple weeks, and so anyway, like, we were in a conversation, we were talking right before bed and stuff, and he just looked at me, and he, <laughs> he said, Hope, you just need to believe in yourself again, and I was like, I know he didn't say that to me so much so, y'all, that I literally um, like dismissed it so fast and totally flipped the conversation on its head. And I knew that he knew because I could tell. But basically, I shut him down. I was like, yeah, we're done talking about this. And so the next day when I was praying, you know, of course, the Lord is so good. He's so faithful to come back again and again when we don't even deserve it. 
Um, and he was like, Hope, your word for 2022 is believe. Hashtag believe. And I was like, God, you know, I'm kind of insulted if I'm honest. Like, do you not think that I have faith? Do you not think that I am believing for things? Do you not see the season <laughs> me and my family are in? I mean, I am really going out there stretching my faith and my family every single day on so many levels with not just small steps, but big steps. And, you know, you said that faith is the only thing that pleases you. And so I was like, I don't get my why my word is believe. I'm, I'm not believing you know, the level you want me to believe at. And it wasn't that at all. It was just, he wanted to remind me. He wanted to come back and bring me to this place where my belief of what God had for my life and what he was calling me to do was somewhat got lost in the process of a couple of months where I begin not to doubt a gift or doubt a plan but lose belief in myself that I could actually achieve what God was asking me to achieve. And so the word believe means this. It means to accept something as true. It is a confident attitude towards God. It's to place one's trust in God's truth. It's to take God at his word because it's truth. It's to have a life of full reliance on him. And in Jeremiah 29, 11, if you are a believer, you know that it says, you know, for the plans that I have for you, this is God speaking. And he's saying, like, I have a plan for you. <laughs> and he says that they're to prosper you. They're not to harm you. They're to give you a hope and a future. So we know here that one, there is a plan. But two, God says it, you're going to be prospered if you go with God's plan and work his plan and not your own plan. And God's plans are not to harm you. Now, it doesn't discount us from hard times, tests and trials, temptations, troubles, whatever you want to call it. But he says that his plan in the end is to give you a hope. It's to give you a future. And with that comes belief. With that comes to have a confident attitude towards God that whatever he's asking you to do, even in a season and a time of prayer and fasting, even in a season where you feel like all hell is breaking loose, even when you're scared and uncertain of even what the future holds, God is saying, when you approach me, have an attitude that you are confident in not only who God is, but what his word says, that what has been spoken over you and to move forward with that hope so you can accomplish what is in your future to do. It's to place one's trust, it says, in God's truth. It's to take God at his word and act like it's real. I mean, if we just did that, if God has spoken something to your heart for you to do maybe this month, maybe it's today, maybe it's a year from now, then it's it's not belittling God. Because if I come to God and I tell God it can't be done, or I come to God and I'm questioning God, I'm saying I'm doubting what you asked me to do. I'm doubting the plan that you have for my life. And God is saying that his plan is always greater. His plan is always bigger than your plan. His plan, yes, it's going to require more faith and patience and endurance. And his plan is going to require so much more in so many areas of our life. But he says, you have to trust me. 
And if I trust God, then I believe God. If I lose trust in God, it's because I quit believing in God. And if I quit believing in God, then it means somewhere along the path of moving towards the future that God had for me, not only did I quit trusting God, did I quit believing God, but I started doing the plan in my own time and in my own strength and in my own understanding. And that is where we miss it. We start realigning ourselves and dismissing what God has said over us, towards us. Maybe it's a goal or a dream, or maybe it's something you're specifically believing for a turnaround in your life or your family or your finances or whatever it may be. And we quit believing maybe because it was too hard or we quit believing because it wasn't on our own time or we quit believing because maybe somewhere fear crept in and doubt sank in our hearts. I don't know what your reason is. I don't know why you quit believing in it, why you quit believing in yourself. But I'm here to tell you, I don't know who needs to hear this, but pick God's word back up, dive deep into the word of God and get on your knees, friend, before God and say, God, I screwed up. I messed up. I'm sorry for doubting you. I'm sorry for doubting the promises. I will not belittle anything that you have put in my heart, anything that you have put in my hand, and I will not lean on my own understanding trying to make it happen, but I will trust you wholeheartedly with everything that is within me. And I will lean on your strength and your power and your protection and your provision. And it will be carried out till the end. It will be accomplished because you said in your word, he said, whatever he starts in you, he will carry it out to completion. If we want God to do his part in our life with what he's told us, then friend, we got to do our part. And so in this scripture, that I want to read in Mark 9, 24, it says, and Jesus came unto him. If you can't believe that all things are possible to him that believeth, you will not receive. Are you and I receiving the reward? Are you and I receiving what God has in store for us? And if we're not receiving it, then we have to go back to, did we quit trusting? Did we keep quit believing? Did we quit confessing God's word? Are we talking about the problem more than we are? We're talking about the promise. You know, all these things God is saying, I want to do a work in you. You know, I am like, so like, like I said, um, diving deep and even, you know, getting things back into myself, realizing that God doesn't look at anything that he's asking you to do. You know, even if it seems small and insignificant to you, it's not insignificant to God, but he wants to test you and test me to see, are we willing to do even with the small things that he's given us in our hands and be faithful with it so he can give us more so he can take us to the more, the better life that he's calling us to live. And one of the things that I um, had been doing and finished was uh, did a Bible Devo of Craig Rochelle with uh, that is called Dangerous Prayers. And so I wrote down these prayers and every time during my prayer and fasting, I'm saying these prayers because it's it's not just saying, you know, 
whatever, talking to God. It's like, these are dangerous prayers. Like these are prayers where it stirs up a greater belief in yourself, a greater belief in God, in his word. And it says, you know, not my will be done, God, but your will be done. God, search me, God. God, show me. God, reveal my fears. God, break me. Let me live a life poured out and broken before you. God, send me and use me. God, disturb me. (laughs) And with all that, like, I'm telling you, I've just been like on this, you know, deep hope revelation, I guess, of myself. I don't know, but it's been good. Um, And it's wrecked me all at the same time. But, you know, I started and I finished this book and I was telling a couple of friends of mine about this book that I read and it was by Andy Stanley. And again, I asked my spouse, my beefcake, I was like, hey, do you have a book that you can recommend? Because Lord knows my beefcake is like always reading. I mean, right now on his dresser, y'all, he literally probably has 10 books that he is reading and is ordered. And I'm like, how, how, how in the world? And I'm like getting one book or one and a half books a month done. Um, because in part of the 75 day challenge, it's also to make sure you're reading 10 pages out of a book. Um, so we've been doing that too. And so I ordered, he was like, yeah, I want you to order this book by Andy Stanley. It's called enemies of the heart and it's really good. And I was like, that doesn't sound like something I really want to read because it's probably going to convict me, right? (laughs) Maybe we don't want to hear a message or a topic, or even we don't want to sit long enough in prayer because we know that God's going to show us an area that we need to change. And it's not to bring shame or guilt upon us, but it's to convict us to where we want to repent and turn from those ways and start living out God's ways because his ways are always better. And we know this because he tells us, like we said in Jeremiah 29, he's like, the plan I have for you is better. And so anyway, like I started reading this book and the first you know, night I read it, I think I read up to 75 pages and I was just like, wow. And so I encourage you, get this book. Like it, it, I told uh, my spouse, I'm like, people do not preach on this enough. And when I get the opportunity, I'm totally taking Andy Stanley's stuff that I have learned and for sure will quote him on it. But I was like, you could do literally a topic that he did every single week on a series. And so it just fired me up. But it, it helps you see like, wow, these are things that are internally we're thinking about or internally in our hearts that need to be addressed or fixed or changed and all these things. So it's it's actually created a better belief within myself um, and awakened things even within my heart to continue to move forward that whatever you have um, in your hands is been given to you for you to use however God wants to use it. And it doesn't matter if we think it's small. Like, don't think it's small. God has this amazing uh, assignment and purpose and plan for you. And he wants to continue to use your story so that it will not only change you, but it'll change the lives around you to know that you walked through this or you faced this or you overcame this or you're human too. I mean, you know, whatever it may be. Um, And it was funny because one of these things that I actually had lost belief within myself was this podcast. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just going to say it. It was. I was like telling my spouse, I'm like, no one listens to this podcast. Probably no one's even subscribing to it. I never hear anything about it. You know, I have really feel like I have nothing to say. Is it really even going to change or help anybody? And so, you know, he was like, Hope, you need to get out there and just do it more. So honestly, I'm doing this podcast, not just because Beefcake told me to, but I'm doing it because the Lord has told me to. And he told me not to despise small things. So whatever he wants to do with it, he's going to do with it. And whoever he wants to hear it is going to hear it. And I pray that it that it helps you. I pray that it speaks life to you, that encourages you to want to know God, to figure out your assignments and purposes, to start believing in yourself, to start believing in your family, to start believing in your dreams and your goals, that nothing is impossible with God. Like he said, remove all impossibilities out of the equation because faith is the only thing that pleases him. But if we're going to have faith, we're going to have to continue to trust God and believe God and approach him on a daily basis through our prayer and through our words out of our mouth that he can do anything that he wants to do in our lives, that he totally can do whatever it is that he has put in our hands and to not take it lightly, to not uh, feel like it's overlooked or it's wasted because with God, any season that we go through the good, bad, and the ugly, it's never wasted. So I hope this helps you. I hope it encourages you. Continue to do what God is calling you to do or start figuring out what that process looks like. Hey, friend, believe in yourself. If this episode has like encouraged you and helped you in any way and you feel like you need to share it, share it however you want. Um, and thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll see you back here again on another episode of Straight Talk with Hope. Peace out. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in today's episode. I want to say thank you to all of our listeners and subscribers. Hey, if you are new and have not subscribed yet, go ahead and do so. You can find us on Apple iTunes, as well as all of our previous uh, episodes for Straight Talk with Hope. You can also find us on Facebook of Hope Lamberson, as well as Hope Lamberson dot com. Check out all what's on that page there. Subscribe to the quarterly newsletter to get your declarations of hope sent straight via email directly to you. I hope you guys have an amazing day today. And remember, regardless of what is lost in your life, that there is still hope. We'll see you back here next time again. Have an amazing day.